Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you feeling a bit animated? Well, come on over to the Wicked Anime Podcast on the Nerdy Show Network a bi-weekly podcast dedicated to animation, Japanese culture, and all things anime. With a true industry perspective, we're always diving deeper than school uniforms and tentacle monsters. Join us on the Wicked Anime Podcast, nerdyshow.com slash wicked anime. It's Wicked A! The following episode of Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's going on, everybody? Pat Devere here, and we are back again with another microsode. Can y'all fucking believe it is November already? I mean, like, for real, for real. This year has blown by, but it is the month of thanks, and we are thankful for so much pop culture that we can barely contain it into the episodes that we're recording. And honestly, things come out at such a rapid pace right now that when we uh, record, it's kind of crazy that we, like, as soon as we're done, something new comes up and it's like, damn, we should have talked about that. But there is something that we have talked a little bit about. And I am uh, being joined by two of my fellow castmates to dive into it deeper and deeper. We're going to go spelunking, unking, <laughs> unking, unking. Just trying to get Eric to break. I know podcasting is a visual medium and you can't see him giving me nooch right now, but uh, <laughs> I was trying to get him to break. I am being joined by BJ. Hello. And Eric. Hello. To discuss Marvel's What If, the animated series for Disney Plus that we have uh, just touched on. BJ, you might have been out that episode when I think it was my topic. For the month i think yeah i think it was like it was like the one of the ones i was i was definitely not there for because i remember i remember <laughs> whenever we select topics the the first thing pat i I'm usually already have mine locked and loaded and i immediately drop what i want to talk about and nine times out of ten pat's always just like well that's what i was going to talk about but i guess he just is going to take it <laughs> and, well, and this like was the one producer. time i was yeah, like a good producer, I try to let y'all have first dibs on things, unless it is something where, like, it's a month where I am really behind on, like, any new pop culture, and if I see something like Mortal Kombat, like, that month, I was like, you know what, we need to record, and I'm taking this, this is my topic, you pick something else, BJ, because I know you're going to pick it, I'm taking it. So, yes, most of the time, I will defer to you all. And if there is something that you want to talk about, I will let you guys do it. And then I will just come in afterwards and say, hey, I'll do this instead. So, yes, that that was one of those months, I think. And uh, you ended up not being part of the show that month. So it, it was <laughs> fine. It worked out. But now we get all new fresh takes from BJ. 
on the series. Season one has concluded. (laughs) And we are primed and poised and ready for a season two to come out. But what we are going to do here, we are going to do this in a couple of different rounds. We're going to do three rounds of uh, chatter. First, we'll talk about some of the highlights of season one from our perspective. Then we will bat it back around for the uh, things that maybe we didn't like so much. Maybe we could have seen some improvement. Maybe we would have liked to have seen it done a little bit differently. And then uh, we'll close it out with a little chatter about what we would like to see from season two. So buckle up, motherfuckers. Let's <laughs> talk. What if I don't have I don't have the uh, deep sultry voice of the watcher <laughs> to be able to do that? So I, I was gonna say you don't you don't have the uh, the the voice of Jeffrey Wright to uh, his dulcet tones. His dulcet tones are phenomenal, and no, I do not have them. I have I have uh, a, a deep register and a uh, a lovely speaking voice when I really emphasize my speaking but uh (laughs) i don't have the same uh dulcet tones that he does all right so real quick what if is an american animated anthology series (laughs) oh okay maybe uh created by ac bradley for the streaming service disney plus it's based on the marvel Comics series of the same name and it is also the fourth television series in the marvel cinematic universe or marvel television universe uh, as some people like to refer to it as Produced by Marvel Studios and the studio's first animated series. The series explores anim- uh, animated alternate timelines in the multiverse that show what would happen if major moments from the MCU films occurred differently. Bradley serves as the head writer with Brian Andrews directing. Jeffrey Wright, as BJ mentioned, stars as the Watcher who narrates the series alongside many MCU film actors reprising their roles. Marvel Studios was developing the series for Disney Plus by the end of 2018 with Bradley and Andrews on board. It was officially announced in April 2019 and then premiered on August 11th, 2021. Ran for nine episodes until October 6th, part of phase four of the MCU. And uh, they are expecting a second nine episode season to premiere early 2022, uh, early to mid 2022, I would assume. And uh, one other thing that I will throw out there is it is a nine-episode series. However, there was a tenth episode that I guess was supposed to be part of this first season, but they pushed it back. So we saw remnants of it in the finale of the season, which makes it kind of weird that it was pushed back. But there is chatter, and I'll just put this here, and then we'll get into our first round. Um, that there might be some spoilers for upcoming properties because when this would have dropped, things should have already been released that have not been released due to the panorama. So with that being said, <laughs> the pandemic Lovato. <laughs> pandemic Lovato. Uh, the Padma Lakshmi. The, the, the Pandy Lakshmi. Pandy Lakshmi. <laughs> pan, Pandme? Pandme Lakshmi. That's Pad- it. The- <laughs> gotta make sure you <laughs> i love it i love the fact that like the uh the different ways that people have come up with to not say the actual word uh <laughs> so as not to have to relive the trauma we're currently still living through right all right i am going to throw this over to bj for the first uh bit of our our conversation here since you are coming into this you have not given any type of uh, reaction to what if I would I like to hear from legs. You. What's that? I got a fresh pair of legs. Got a fresh pair of legs. Get those sea legs underneath you. And uh, tell us a little bit about what you enjoyed about what if. So in order to talk about that, um, what's funny is I, I, so Gosh, I'm I'm dating myself pretty hard here right now. Um, so when I was a kid and I'd go to the bookstores or go to the mall when people went to the mall or books a million, I would ha- I'd be one of those. Let's go to the brats. mall. <laughs> Let's, Let's go to the, go ma- to uh-uh. the mall. Um, <laughs> I'd be one of those brats standing at the, the comic section, just reading the comics in the store. Um, and the one I would always make a straight beeline for was the What If series. 
Um, because I know there was, it's popped up and it's popped up a couple times. Like I know they stopped it for a while and then it came back. Uh, and it was, it was always one of my favorite books just to kind of flip through cause they were just self-contained stories, but I was super excited about this show. Um, one of the things I absolutely love about the show is, um, how they kind of treated black widow, uh, black widow for me. So I've, I like Black Widow in the MCU, but I didn't love her nearly as much as any of the other characters because female characters tend to fall into one of two categories. And that is like the sex symbol or like the matron. And like it, I don't know. It was just, it was one of those things where I felt like they could do so much more with her because she like uh, Scarlett Johansson has the acting chops you can write great stuff for her. And she just, ne- even in her own movie, she kind of was there to kind of take care of everybody else and not really, I loved her movie, but it, she was just kind of there to take care of everybody else. Um, all of the what ifs episodes that featured her prominently were perfect. Um, Black Widow in what if is the Black Widow. I wish we had have like, like all of her jokey moments like mirrored a lot of the male characters in the MCU. Uh, I especially love it when she's in, sitting in the back of the van with all of the shield agents. And, and she's just like, so no one's going to say anything. No one's going to do anything. Okay. <laughs> she's like, hold this for me. And she hands one of the guys the hand, her handcuffs. Um, so yeah, it was, it was uh, those episodes were just a breath of fresh air. Um, because the thing about what if that uh, I guess all encompass all encompasses what I liked about it is the fact that it can take these chances to get things right that the movie kind of was meh on. Um, also, I am not the biggest Iron Man fan in the comics or the movies. I understand. I love. Um, I can't even I can't even remember the actor's name. He did such a good job. What is wrong with Robert Downey Jr.? Thank you. Uh, I love Robert Downey Jr. in the role. Like that was perfect. I was like, wait, real life (laughs) or the voice actor for the series? Because, you know, he was way too expensive for them to get as an animated character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I was going to say the voice actor for um, the voice actress for um, Black Widow and the voice actor for Tony Stark was perfect. Although I thought it was hilarious because the animation style for Tony Looked a lot like what's his name from Schitt's Creek, uh, David. <laughs> there were moments where he would just kind of make this like gasp face, and I'm like, David, what are you doing here? Um, oh, David. But there were just these moments where I like, honestly, the series this season should be subtitled How Many Ways Can We Murder Tony Stark? Um, <laughs> because they do, at least they do understand that because Tony Stark in the comic is a fucking asshole. Like he, I would barely call him a hero in the comic. I would definitely call him a hero in the MCU more so in the comic, but he, I've never seen a futurist written in a way that's not a fucking asshole. Like, um, but they definitely made Tony Stark more heroic in the MCU, but the crowning achievement of, of this season of what if will always be the watcher putting together his own multiversal Avengers group and him talking to like a version of Gamora that actually killed Thanos and brought peace to the universe. And Tony's just like, I'm not going anywhere with you. And he's like, not you, Stark. <laughs> that- and we don't 100% know if she brought peace to the universe because no. we haven't seen that episode yet. But she looked pretty kick-ass in his armor. Right? I was, I was going to say. And um, I love how we got to see just how terrible Eric Killmonger can get. When he when the chains are off, like, yeah, Eric Killmonger getting everything he wanted um, was great. And also, I love the fact that it was our it was our last time um, experiencing Chadwick Boseman acting. Uh, He was uh, it was the what if T'Challa became Star-Lord episode and the multiversal multiversal uh, uh, multiversal Avengers team episode. Um so yeah, those those are probably my top highlights. I love the animation style. Um, I could literally watch Peggy Carter beat the shit out of Hydra agents for a full thirty minutes. She didn't even have to talk; they could just animate that over and over again, and I would be 
I would be on cloud nine. I would be like, this is what I want. And, and yeah, just, it was, it was great. I'm super excited to kind of see, cause this was mainly um, the first, this, this had all the stuff from the infinity saga. Um, and I think that was only the zombie episodes that went all the way to like, did the infinity part of the infinity saga. Um, so I'm very interested to see now that we've got Chung Chi done, um, the second Black, I was going to say a Black Widow movie done. We've got more material for them to kind of explore in season two. So, um, but no, yeah, definitely Black Widow, Tony Stark dying, and and Peggy Carter beating the ever living hell out of Hydra agents and uh, the voice acting. Voice acting was there was just enough of the original cast background and foreground for me to not even really notice when they subbed out a voice um so also shout out to uh seth green for voicing howard the duck (laughs) but those are all my highlights love it love it eric what about you sir what did you enjoy in uh the what if season one um a lot of the same things that bj did i really like the art style um, the voice cast on a whole, even the replacements, I thought really did a good job. And um, it wasn't distracting. They did a good enough job that it wasn't distracting that, oh, you weren't thinking, oh, well, that's not Robert Downey Jr. Or, oh, that's um, not the other actor or actress. Um, I liked that they had enough kind of lighthearted episodes to balance out the whole um, direction they were going to go towards the end with um, Ultron basically wiping out everything. Um, (laughs) So, because those first couple episodes, they were a lot of fun uh, with Peggy Carter and T'Challa. And then you got um, Thor doing his best uh, Tom Cruise in risky business there um, towards the (laughs) end of it. Um, having to clean up Earth for before Mom got home. Um, so yeah, those were kind of my highlights. Um, I thought it was good as a whole. I loved the idea of the multiverse and them being able to take these short stories and just tell uh, a wider range of things in a much shorter period of time than us having to wait for these huge tentpole movies. Nice. Keeping it short and sweet, Eric. That's what we mm-hmm. love about you. I, yeah, I mean, it's always tough to go last in these uh, these rounds of discussion because y'all pointed out lots of great things. I, it's funny because I, TV Sins, the offshoot of uh, Cinema Sins doing the movies, did the what if Stephen Strange lost uh, his heart instead of his hands? And they kind of picked it apart. And, you know, a lot of it's just, you know, fun nitpicky shit. But I really liked that episode. I I loved the Peggy Carter episode. The T'Challa one was was cool. But it, you know, I'm, I've never been a huge fan of the Ravagers. And, you know, it didn't connect with me the same way. Although, of course, having lost Chadwick Boseman, it's very, it's very touching because we can pick apart certain lines and it just makes it even more profound knowing what he was going through while filming all of his movies and doing the, the readings for these episodes. But when it got down to the Stephen strange, Stephen strange episode, I've never been a huge, huge, huge Dr. Strange fan. I've just never been one of the series that I've read a ton, but that episode just, I loved it so much. And I've enjoyed Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange in his run so far in the MCU. So to watch that episode and kind of do that whole Groundhog's Day effect of like him just constantly trying to make this work. Eventually it's driving him mad. And then the whole weird like splitting him into two was awkward. But it was definitely something that really got me intrigued because like BJ, I love the what if uh, issues of the comics. I love the, um, 
like what if phoenix hadn't died what if thor uh storm had the power of thor like these are some like classic big moments in the what if comics because you got to see these stories with these characters that wouldn't normally happen you know that this is not going to be what the the stories were or what will be future um plot lines usually for these characters but it, it gave you that little bit of a taste of just what could be i like the fact that they are toying with offshoots of what we've seen in the mcu and spoiler alert this will kind of i may repeat this in the the kind of what i wish was a little different i would love to see things that go outside of that and with us getting new properties and getting new tv shows um Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk, like all of these characters are coming soon. Uh, Kate Bishop's Hawkeye, like all of these characters will be fodder for future seasons. But I wish we could see just random things that they have access to that we just haven't seen before in the MCU. But with that being said, I've enjoyed it a lot. Everything you guys have touched on, I, I concur and I second. The voice acting was great regardless if it was the original actor from the films or replacement actors for the animated show, they've done a great job in putting together a show that was fun to watch along with WandaVision. This was the other show that I was looking forward to the most because of my history with the comics and what if so uh, I I'm, I'm happy to see that really kind of uh, blossom in take hold in season one well and that that's what i mean like that's one of those things where like the sky's the limit but they can also the more the more they do the more fuel for this fire they have and also a little thing i i'm i'm a sucker for easter egg videos um a quick thing when when the watcher is getting the shit beaten out of him by ultron um, and literally being punched with other universes, um, they fly and uh, in, in, in through this ravine, and there's like lava and everything, and there's a castle in the ba- background. Uh, that is Darth Vader's castle. Um, so they actually fly through a Star Wars Star Wars uh, universe. Uh, so I thought that was like a really cute Easter egg. Um, and also one thing that I also forgot to mention. Ultron. In the comics, Ultron is a fucking problem. <laughs> In the MCU, Ultron was or Spaderbot. Spaderbot was kind of a problem. But no, Ultron in the comics is like if you take the Borg and ramp it up to a thousand. Like you see anything resembling Ultron, you you burn it. You burn it, you kill it, or you run. Um so most, I just like more recently the the Pimtron that yes. came back with uh, Hank Pym Ultron hybrid that caused a shit ton of havoc yep. uh, within the last couple of years. I want to say it was like a year or two ago, but I know at this point it's probably like four years ago. Time was that, was a bad construct in my head. No, that's fine. Because uh, I know there was, there was one where I think it was Jocasta and... Um, it was Jocasta and Ultron took over the Iron Man armor and literally forced the armor to morph into a female body with Tony Stark in it. So it was like this weird cyborg, like amalgam thing that looked like a busty um, Janet uh, Pym um, or Janet Van Dyne and... It was pretty terrifying, and then like I think that one involved like a lot of time travel, and it was it was pretty much like end game in the comics. Um, but yeah, no, I, I every time Ultron shows up in the comics, he is a massive fucking problem, and I love the fact that they actually pushed that fact home in this. Um, that made me so happy. Yeah, MCU Ultron was. Super easy, barely an inconvenience. Have to give a shout out to you know the the pitch meeting series. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
Those are some of the highlights from our watch through of season one. Dear listeners, we hope that you are enjoying this and all of the other content that we put out for you on this network. If you haven't done so, go check out our website, flameonshow.com, where we have all of our links to where you can catch us on social media, where you can find us on YouTube and our Twitch channels, along with the Rainbow, uh, Rainbow Spotlight series up there on our website. There is a uh, video playlist, so you don't even have to go off the site. You can just watch all of the good stuff there. And then uh, there's also links for our Threadless shop, as well as our Patreon site as well. So if you would like, you can support us by buying our merch or joining our Patreon at any one of the four levels that are available and uh, help keep us making the great content that you love to hear. So go check out flameonshow.com and patreon.com forward slash flameonshow. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Let's swing it back around the other way and let's chat about the things that maybe didn't tickle our fancy. Maybe we wish they were a little different. Maybe things that we just plain out did not like. This is the negatives of What If Season 1. And Eric, I'm going to throw it to you first. What didn't you like about this season? Um... I didn't need there to be a fully overarching story that tied up neatly in a bow. Um, I was perfectly fine with it starting off as kind of a complete anthology series. And I thought that was a really neat idea. Um, Because it all wrapped up so quickly then at the end. Especially by... Um, and if there was an episode that kind of explained Gamora more and they didn't air it, that's one thing, but kind of her being there in that last group was kind of like, Hmm, well, it makes sense that there's a multiverse of characters to pull from, but we kind of got to learn a little bit about everybody else. And then there she was. Um, so I think that was a little bit strange. And then I didn't care for the way Killmonger was portrayed in the series because in the movie, he's a great villain and is very sympathetic, even though he's an asshole. Whereas in his episode, it took all the sympathy away from his character. He was just an ass. And um, there was nothing he wasn't going to do. Um, like there was which was weird for the fact yeah. that he was going to be end up being part of the Guardians of the Multiverse. So yeah, I 100% agree with you there. Yeah. Like it, it's weird to which, have that be the person that joins the the group. Which in the end I kind of understood because Watcher almost needed to sacrifice someone and knew that his lust for power was in the end going to work out for what they needed. Um, it, it rivaled, it rivaled Ultron's like, yeah, like Killmonger's need for power or his, or what he perceived he needed to, to get what he wanted or to, to do what he thought was right was just on the same level as Ultron's need to destroy everything 
So in the end, it was almost like using them to cancel cancel each other out. Yeah. Um, but I thought the I didn't have too many other issues with it with the series. Um, I just wish they had kind of just left it as an anthology series, and maybe in the second season they could have continued each individual story or just gone off in completely new directions. Um, but I didn't need it to completely all interchange with each other. All of the MCU um, infinity war end game thing. Um, so that was kind of my biggest uh, gripe with it. Not that they did it in a bad way. It just wasn't what I wanted um, so, yeah. And we all know what Eric wants. Eric gets. <laughs> Just call her Lola. <laughs> no, I totally get you there, Eric. BJ, what were some uh, some issues that you took umbrage with in season um, one? I I was a little sad. Uh, Eric's right. Um, I. I do, I would like, I feel like they should have saved the whole, like, Guardians of the Multiverse thing. That was something they could have easily saved for, like, a season two or season three. Then that would, especially if they even kept the team the same, they could easily had just, like, done, like, a throwback episode where he's collecting them all. And then, and then the thing is, since it's on a streaming service, and you don't, if you don't remember that episode, you can easily go back and rewatch it. Because I feel like that way we would have definitely gotten the Gamora episode. Um, so I, I feel like, I feel like it's a weird, it's a weird way of playing it safe. Um, because we all know nerds don't like change. Um, <laughs> so that's why a series like this works so well. And you didn't need to have like like a group uh, episode uh, with the Watcher actually interfering with everything because now it's a question of where do you go from here? The Watcher's already interfered, so clearly he he has no problem doing it again if there's an issue. Um, so I just feel like the writers are kind of making it harder on themselves by playing it as safe as possible. Um, I feel like. Um, they sh- I, it would have been nice if the uh, I was gonna say Pat you 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 can't wait for them to actually include other characters. Um, I feel like, um, granted the 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 way the show was released was completely different from when it when it was supposed to release. Um, but no, I feel like I feel like they just played it a little too safe. Um, because like you, one of my favorite episodes is is the Doctor Strange episode, and uh, it was great. It was they actually gave uh, I can't remember her name, Vanessa or um, Christine. Uh, Christine, like Christine was such a throwaway character in the movie. Um, so it was it was great writing, and it was a gut punch because, in all honesty, not many of the what if comics ended well. You know, a lot of them ended like a Twilight Zone episode. And not a very like happy ending Twilight Zone episode. Um, so I I am upset that there's uh, they had a man spider episode set up for Peter Parker, and they deemed it too scary. <laughs> uh, and I was like, you literally cut Sam Wilson zo- zombie in half. I'm like, come on, um, do a little re- creative rewriting. Um, so I would have liked to have seen that. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Um, uh, they de- they definitely didn't go as crazy as they could have gone, and they definitely it fe- it definitely it didn't feel like it wasn't pandering, but it felt like they were kind of afraid of their own fan base. Um, some episodes it was it was weird, um, but. Uh, that's really all I've got. I- everything was pretty much almost perfect for me so and then and this is me just nitpicking like this is me actively looking for something and i didn't like and when i say i didn't like it i mean listen i'm still gonna probably go back and rewatch the whole season um a couple months before the next one comes out so like yeah take this as 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 a grain of salt um 
the small the smallest bit of salt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not it's not a hot take; it's a lukewarm take. Um, it's a tepid take. It's a tepid take. Um, but yeah, so other than that, that those were probably my only critiques. Um, so I'm I'm very excited to see what else they have in store. But just like you know, you don't need to blow your wad all at once. You can you can save it. It's it's now no nut November. Like, <laughs> <you know. laughs> I wonder how many of our listeners out there made it past like the first twelve hours of that. So we'll <laughs> I say continuous nut November. <laughs> I say that Ed, ed- edging your way to Thanksgiving. <laughs> I had seen something online. Was it? Oh, nonstop nut November. Nonstop that's, nut November. There we go. That's what I saw, and I was like, okay, yeah, yep. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I very much like Eric was up. Okay, upset's probably the wrong word. I was not a huge fan of the fact that they decided to make this take it from an anthology series and pull an American Horror Story in the first season. And make it something that was going to be an overarching plot. Something that, at by the end of it, we were going to have it cross over. And we know that it's multiversal. We know that the Watcher is involved. But I would have liked to have seen it go longer without having to interconnect the stories. We've seen stories in the comics where the multiverse is... I don't want to say breached, broken. It, they just, they, there's somehow they managed to hop between dimensions. I mean, X-Men just did it a couple of years ago with, um, God, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you time is a complete and utter construct <laughs> because I feel, I, I'm pretty sure like house of X and powers of 10. I feel like that's almost three years ago at this point. Like it's been a minute. I was going to say it's been, it's been a second. Yeah, I think that might be 2018. So, like, right before that happened, they did Age of X-Men. And they had David Haller pull, like, a good chunk or the majority of, like, the X characters into a whole other... Basically, the Age of Apocalypse world, but flipped, where X-Men was, like, the... Yeah, it was this whole thing. Yeah. But they, they do these things. These are things that happen and... We know it. Like it's we know that it's gonna be a thing. We didn't need it to have this existential or this massive threat that they were gonna wrap up in a thirty some odd minute episode because it didn't feel like there were stakes. It wasn't something that they built up over these nine episodes. They just kind of had it happen in one and like a tenth of an episode. You know, like it, it just didn't have that same oomph and punch that 23 films in the MCU have done to build up and and get to that point to make it. Even though there, we honestly know that a lot of these characters are going to make it through. How many people died in Infinity War and Endgame that stayed dead past, you know, five plus years with the time jump and everything? We lost a whole, what, two people, maybe three people? Uh, oh, the Black Widow for sure. Yeah, okay. Tony and Black yeah. Widow. So definitely two. <laughs> Maybe a couple more. Um, uh, wait, Maria. I was like, I was like, Monica's the one that's still in the MCU. We lost Maria Rambo. We know that. <laughs> we know that she died yeah. during the uh, the course of of all of that. But yeah, I I I wanted there to be a little bit more when it comes down to like how this was going to play out. I would have liked it to have gone another season before you know, maybe have a crossover here and there and build up to what the the big issue could be or what the big villain, the big bad would be for this, uh, this series. So that's a, definitely a nitpick. It's not something that made or made or broke the season for me or this show for me, but I would have liked to have seen it drawn out a little bit more before we got to that big stakes battle that ultimately didn't really have huge stakes. So that's kind of my biggest thing there. I I will slightly disagree with you, Eric, on how they portrayed Killmonger. I loved him in Black Panther. I thought it was ruthless, and I liked seeing a completely cold version of Killmonger where it really just lived up to the name. 
I will say, and I, I know in the comics it was this way, it felt like every episode gave you a bit of blue balls because they would <laughs> always get to like, this thing is going to happen or Pepper <laughs> and uh, Shuri, Shuri coming together to then turn around and be like, let's take this motherfucker down. And then like that be the end of it. But then to like the only time you get to see anything from that or further than that is when the watcher's pulling them all out of like their respective times and you see them kind of like running down the like running to break into into the room and and take killmonger so it was a little sad to not be able to kind of see all that because it started getting really interesting right at that point and then it's like and we're done so (laughs) i know that the what if comics were kind of the same thing because you had one issue you only have 30 pages or whatever, you know, the comics were running at that point to tell that story and be done with it. So while I'm not mad about it, it made me a little sad that we didn't get to see more and and have that kind of play out where if they did what Eric was mentioning, where you have that drawing out and maybe revisiting in season two, you get to see a little bit more of that story unfold. And then you can kind of pull them out of their, their timeline and do this whole big guardians of the multiverse storyline but that honestly was probably my biggest gripe with the season overall i did enjoy it i looked forward to wednesdays when i would get to um when i would get to watch a little bit more what if so uh overall good job to uh to marvel there all right dear listeners before we get into our last segments We want to just remind you to go check out our website at flameonshow.com. Go check out our Patreon uh, site over at patreon.com forward slash flameonshow. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for all of your support. We love to, uh, we love to see it. It's what we do. We enjoy the fact that we get to put these shows out for you. All right, boys. Last but not least, let's talk about the things that we would like to see in season two. That if they don't happen, we are going to get mad. We are going to rage <laughs> online and uh, knock over tables and, you know, all the stuff that, that people do when their speculations and bad theories are not right. So let's throw it back to BJ. What would you like to see in season two of What If? Um, I would like to see one or two episodes of side characters um, becoming the heroes. I uh, like like because it works so out so well with um, Peggy. Uh, I, I would definitely love to see rescue, um, maybe a rescue centric episode. Um, like, what if Pepper Pepper Potts became Iron Woman instead of Tony Stark? Um, I would like to see a what if MJ uh, became Spider Woman, because uh, then you could have like kind of a, a, a Spider Gwen reference in there would be nice, where you could change your costume up. Uh, well, fuck would... Jessica Drew's drag, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I would love to see. I would love to see what if Steve Rogers was a Hydra agent, and we could get like a little reference to the uh, hidden Hidden Empire um, comic. There's oh, like Secret I said, Empire. There's, That's the one that Secret, I was Secret Empire. That was a little bit of what I was talking about with the Ultron Pym, like around that time was when they brought that hybrid back and it was crazy. Craziness. Yeah. Um you know, I would I would love to I would love to see like what of the what there's a million timelines where they lost. Um what if Doctor Strange gave did did the wrong timeline? Um so yeah, so I there's there, uh, but I would definitely love to see them give uh, give more of the the side characters a little bit more time to shine, um, and I would definitely I'm actually really hoping they don't do like an overarching story every season. I would be completely happy if the next season there was no giant um, mega issue combining them all. I would be completely fine if it's something they built over a couple of seasons. Um, so yeah, I definitely want more. Um, I definitely want more Ant Man because whoever was writing for Scott Lang in this in this uh, 
in this season was Kit knocking it out of the park. The whole thing with him making all of the weight jokes when he was in the jar and then the Wingardium Leviosa, like that was uh, that episode had no business being that bleak and that hilarious at the same time. Um, so yeah, no, definitely those, those are probably my top things. You know, more, more, more Scott Lang, <laughs> more Scott Lang and more, uh, more, uh, time for the uh, sidekicks to shine you're just hoping for that uh what if futurama crossover <laughs> where the president's heads in the jars will all get to interact with uh <laughs> scott lang's head in a jar i'm fine I, with that i love it i love it eric oh what, i oh, oh yes, i will say BJ. um <laughs> more <laughs> <Sorry>. from bj <laughs> i told I y'all say... he had he had thoughts and opinions and we love it now, well this is well so the thing is uh so we're in Orlando, for those of you that don't know. I know Pat's in Chicago, well, but you are. are in Orlando. <laughs> um, and because of the weird uh, licensing and stuff with Universal having a Marvel area and Disney not having a Marvel area, Disneyland has the Avengers Campus, which is open now. But over uh, Halloween, the, at, their, uh, at their, I think it's called the Oogie Boogie Boo Bash, um, they had Agatha from WandaVision hijack Doctor Strange's magic show. So they had a meet and greet with Agatha and people come in costume. And there was a, a pregnant woman who was dressed up as Wanda. And she was just like, oh, isn't that cute? A Wanda costume. Fonda costume. Fake Wanda. That's what I'm going to call you. <laughs> um, so and then there, her, the guy, her husband was dressed as Vision in like his, I guess his... Uh, his seventies outfit. And she was just like, Oh, so you wear a vest and glasses and call yourself vision. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and then they actually had a zombie captain America running around the park. Um, so that was really, really cool. So just, if you are, if you are going to Anaheim over Halloween next year, definitely, uh, check out the, uh, Disney plus show, uh, villain references and stuff they have over at the park there. And what was his? Uh, what was it? Was it Vishon? <laughs> I would love. I would love to have seen her react to somebody dressed as Vishon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely would have loved to see how she reacted to like some of meme costumes. That would that would have been fantastic. <laughs> All right, Eric. What you got in store in your mindscape for what if season two? Um, I'd like more zombies because <laughs> the zombie episode was good, and I know that they've done like three separate runs of Marvel zombies, um, at least I think. Um, yeah, so there's plenty of material there. Um, I would like them to see, I would like to see them introduce more characters outside of what's already been established in the MCU. Um, hell, do a what if uh, the Netflix Marvel shows were canon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was canon? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, there's lots of characters to f- play around with. Um, you could do a Deadpool what if, now that he's technically can't uh going to be an mcu um all kinds of fun stuff but mostly just keep it more anthology than trying to tie everything up in a pretty bow and connected i like it i like it yeah that's basically what i want to see so for me what i for me what i would like to see in season two um kind of on that same page as eric i would like to see more anthology i would love to see characters like bj said that are i think bj was one that said it i <laughs> think you just said it y'all just said this a couple of minutes ago characters that are not part of the um the main mcu canon that was eric that said it my apologies yeah <laughs> um <laughs> i got it right eventually i said uh, i said sidekick yes you were sidekick uh Listen, a Darcy episode where it would be fantastic. Um, Just following her adventures with her new husband, Howard the Duck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 
They that would definitely be something to watch. Um, but yeah, I want to see those characters because, like I said, like the Phoenix, what if the Storm is Thor? Like those were such integral parts of my childhood, and I would love to see what they would do with them uh, in twenty twenty one, twenty two. I know that a lot of the Fox characters are not on the table for uh, season one, maybe even season two, just because of how long it takes to write and record and animate these things. So that deal was being put together and uh, came about around the time that all this was being done. So obviously they, they don't have those plans in place to bring them there, but I would love to see more of that. I would love to see those characters that uh, are going to be coming in play more of a role in these uh, these types of shows. So that really is kind of like the biggest thing that I would love to see. I want to see more anthology. I want to see those those characters that we haven't really gotten to dive into more. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll pull from BJ's where they don't do a big bad for, the, for this next season. I don't think that will be the case. I think we'll be a little sad that they will uh, put it to a, uh, a big bad and have another overarching storyline but you know what they've been putting out some some quality programming so i can't be too mad about it all right dear listeners we thank you so much for joining us through this magical what if journey and uh we thank you again for being our supporters and listening to us ramble on every other week as we talk about pop culture and the things that we enjoy and sometimes don't enjoy but still we'll talk about for you all with that being said, we thank you. Thank you, BJ. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, listeners. And we'll be back in two more weeks with another pop culture roundup for your ears. Bye, y'all. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.